Hello, everyone, and welcome to Journey to Success Radio, a show featuring people and companies who are making a positive contribution to the world. This show will help you learn how to apply success principles in every area of your life so that you can make the most out of your skills and talents and accomplish more of your goals. To find out more about the show, please visit www.journeytosuccessradio.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Journey to Success Radio. My name is Peter Gorl, Vice President of Business Development and Client Relations for TechBlocks, a company designed to help small, medium, and enterprise companies optimize their business in the digital world. great example of the kind of work we do is the development of self-serve portals that empower our clients' customers by giving them online access to content and information they'd ordinarily have to dig deeper for through traditional channels of inquiry and call centers. As noted, you can read more about this interview at journeytosuccessradio.com. Our guest today, or I should say our special guest today, is John Sticks. John's career as an entrepreneur in both, in both telecommunications and marketing has provided him with a wealth of experience taking startups to enterprise-level organizations. John is co-founder of Fibernetics, one of the largest telecom telecom companies in the country, with points of presence coast-to-coast that support hundreds of thousands of Canadians with their telecommunications needs. His current role is president of Fibernetics, where he oversees an international team of telecom professionals, principally through their residential brand called Worldline and their business services division called Newt. He mentors Fibernetics Ventures, Inc., and is associated with companies Fongo, Cloud at Cost, Rack and Data, and Plasticity. John's personal journey continues with a focus on improving culture with the I'm In initiative. John is passionate about culture and companies and what makes a great company become incredible. He lives it every day and is completely committed to this goal. An entrepreneurship mentor with Fibernetics Ventures and with Communitech, he helps guide the next generation of business leaders to produce world-changing products and services to market. John, welcome to the show today, and it's indeed a pleasure to share this time with you. Well, thank you very much for having me. It's my uh, pleasure. My pleasure. Excellent. John, uh, your I'm In initiative that I just made mention of, uh, uh, this culture initiative was an in-house project. Uh, perhaps you'd share with the audience uh, why you found it necessary to address culture at Fibernetics. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, it's my pleasure. I guess it's uh, going back over uh, well over a year ago now. Um, this would have been going into our ninth year. Um, you know, we had always grown quite rapidly. Um, our business had done quite well. Growth was always in double-digit figures. But um, I noticed that things were a bit different um, in so much as to say that there had been, um, you know, uh, dissension sort of within the ranks and arguments were popping up and disagreements were popping up like I'd never seen before. I remember going out uh, for uh, a Guinness with my friends and hearing them say, John, you know, it's not a pleasure dealing with your company like it used to be. And these were really um, eye-openers for me because we had always been, uh, you know, a company that valued itself on being disrupted from a value perspective uh, for our customers and the services that we delivered. But 
uh, a very unique culture in that we grew out of a true entrepreneurial story. Um, you know, there was only two or three of us in a basement when we started. Um, now there's 270 of us, but we always valued on being able to stick together and, uh, you know, share a common goal. But as you get larger um, and you bring more people on, it becomes harder and harder to obviously maintain the kind of culture that you want to. And, you know, in the early days, that was easy. That was that was just going out, uh, you know, going out for a Guinness and talking about where we want to go as a company or, right. for that matter, right across within the same room because, you know, it's easy when there's 10 or less people or 20 or less. But, again, getting over well over a couple hundred people, things changed. Mm-hmm. So I remember, um, you know, walking, you know, the specific one day, um, I remember walking in the business and the vibe and the energy I had really noticed where it used to be palpable had really um, was really missing. I had uh, seen that our growth had really uh, slowed down quite a bit, and uh, customer complaints were increasing. Uh, attrition was starting to increase. And to be quite frank, it wasn't just the business that um, I was seeing the effects. I was seeing the personal effects on the people that have built this business with us. Right. Um, fatigue was starting to set in at uh, an unprecedented levels because certain people were having worked too hard and too many hours. And I just really started to question what was happening in the very dream um, that I had helped create. Um, further to that, it was before I became president, I was always in the marketing side of the business and took great pleasure in being able to be in marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had simultaneously in my own right lost my own passion and uh, I remember feeling uh, a sense of hopelessness because, you know, if you've lost your own passion in, in, in the very business that you helped create, how can you inspire others? Right. So this was a difficult situation, and, and uh, I remember, you know, not knowing exactly what to do, and I decided to, um, you know, grab onto some of my grassroots and become the entrepreneur that, uh, you know, grab some of those entrepreneurial traits that I've had. Right. Um, and I basically just went into my office and, and just opened up my computer and started uh, on a browser, just started searching, you know, unhappy workplace environments and mm-hmm. why, are, why are teammates um, uh, unhappy and, uh, you know, the effects of growth and, and in a negative way on the, on the ecosystem itself. Right. And I remember reading these articles and, and more and more about, culture and workplace culture and back then I didn't even know the word culture it was just you know it was just a business and right. I didn't even know what the work workplace culture meant but I remember reading these articles from completely different eyes this time around mm-hmm. and it wasn't it wasn't Steve Jobs necessarily talking about the actual innovation that they had come up with but he was more talking about really the environment that he right. was fostering or they were trying to foster that nurtured the uh, inspiration, which then allowed the idea to come to fruition and to the marketplace. Interesting. Wow. And I really, yes, and I really started paying attention, and um, I was becoming keenly aware that I was becoming very passionate about workplace culture. So it wasn't just learning about something that could fix the business or influence the business in a positive way, but I was becoming more and more passionate about what I was reading, and I was starting to theorize yeah. on how it could you know, be embedded into our ecosystem and how, how things could be changed. What I did know is that you know, we had a tremendous amount of people that very much cared for the business, mm-hmm. but we had lost our way a little bit. 
Yes. So I decided, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go for it. And uh, the first step I took was um, I'm going to uh, get the C-level individuals together uh, along with my business partner, Jody Schnarr, who's our CEO. And right. we were going to get together on an off-site, and we were going to vet what our value system is, what our core values, what our mantra, new mantra, and what our company purpose was or right. would be. And I remember thinking, you know, we're probably going to have a lot of heated arguments because we're yeah. obviously <laughs> we're obviously not on the same page, right? right. And uh, right. we had a I got a range for a facilitator uh, to come on board and help us get through that day. And you know what? That's good. There were yeah. those heated discussions, and there were yeah. a lot. There was a lot of laughter, um, which was a great thing. But um, as we got through those heated discussions, yes, we were completely misaligned and I think that really raised a lot of eyebrows for, right. for a lot of us that were not aware. Wow. And from that, um, in one day we were able to get through all of that and come up with a brand new mantra called I'm in. Uh our company purpose, which we're really proud of because it doesn't sound like anything really that a phone or internet company would have in Canada to right. deliver happiness and connections every day by being awesome and I can further explain brilliant. what that means. Yeah, no that's brilliant. And uh, and our, our brand new set of core values, and you know what we really realized is we all came together and we were very much aligned after that day. And then I thought, well, if we're going to really have this embed into the business and make a big difference, then you know what we should celebrate the emergence of what all this means. Right. So what I decided to do was form a small crew of Iman ambassadors. And um, we decided to uh, create an incredible culture celebration day, put it all up on the line, had some great guest speakers, and we spent the day uh, celebrating and explaining what all of this means, including a core value to us, which is very important to us, which is happiness, and that means mind, body, and spirit to us. Right, right. And uh, we noticed a lot of laughter, people shedding tears, the care was evident, and we all mm. came together as a group. And really what I'm in is, to answer in a very long way your question. No worries. Yeah. Um, what really I'm in means to us is I'm in is the emotion that binds us all together. So right. it's that moment in time that I use as an example because I do a lot of mentoring for young entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. It's that moment in time when you've come up with an idea for yourself. And let's say someone says, hey, John, you know what? To bring your idea to fruition, you really need to partner or look to partner with this, this guy or girl that I could introduce you to because they have a skill set to help you bring it to fruition. When right. you sit down with that person, you're not talking about shiny towers, big salaries, benefit packages, and all these things. What you're talking about is the dream that's inspired you. Mm -hmm. And what you're, so what, you're, so. what you're trying to see is, does that person that's sitting right in front of you not only understand what you're saying, but believe. Yeah. And I'm in to us is, is that's what it is. Every single person that's in Fibernetics is bound by the emotional tie that the I'm in mantra represents. In fact, every single person that's hired in the business, the last interview before, becoming high, uh, getting, before getting hired at Fibernetics right. is a culture interview. And if we feel that you are not a fit for our culture, or our culture a good fit for you, mm -hmm. we don't proceed. Ah, no, makes sense. Makes sense because, I mean, I love the I, I'm in uh, approach because, I mean, it, it's the ultimate response to whether you're actually going to be of value to each other, right? 
That's right. And then you're obviously taking a making a measurement. How was it received? I, I know obviously the you've gone some you've gone some great yards now and and uh, you know since then, but uh, like you said, there was some laughter. There was probably some snickering. There was probably some non-believers in the crowd. I mean, it can't have been automatic. I'm thinking. How did you how did you uh, get through that stage? Yeah, you know, and that's a that's a really good point to bring up. You're not, you, you know, when you when you're looking to revamp your culture um, in such a dramatic fashion, you're obviously not going to have everyone just jump on the bandwagon, right? Right. Um, you're going to have certain amounts of people that are just going to automatically believe and want to be a part of that, but then there's going to be others that are going to be somewhat more skeptical and certainly going to bide their time and wait a bit. And I was right. fine with that. I. I was I, I knew that this was going to be something that wasn't going to be short term for me. This was going to be something that was going to change our business. I hoped in an incredibly positive way. So if it changes your business in an incredibly positive way and the people uh, within it, why would you ever stop? So I I knew that I could be very patient with it. Mm-hmm. It was received incredibly well. People, for the most part, really really wanted to be connected with the business again and feel that its leaders were inspired once again and that we were sharing the same vision so that we could share each other's dreams. Right. Let's face it, you know, like getting, you know, a job or a paycheck can get you in the car in the morning, but, you know, sharing a vision and a dream and feeling that you're your true work self and feeling passionate about what you do gets you bouncing out of bed. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's what we're all about. That's what we're all about. That's that. It's more than just our core values. It's 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 we we really do believe in the fact that we want people to be able to feel like they're in a safe environment to express their individuality. Obviously, yeah. not with you know you, certain rules like you can't offend others, but we want yeah. you to be an individual at Fibernetics. We want you to be able to express yourself, and with that become more of a representation of what your true authentic self is. Right. And we have a simple philosophy. If you are your true self at work, and you know that should lead to passion, and passion should lead to happiness, and happiness leads to productivity, and productivity leads to results. Right, right. Now, let's face it, the ones that, the, ones that, the naysayers that you saw at first, you could hardly take the posture to coerce them. How did you find your way through those people? Because that's a very, I think there's 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 some real value in 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 knowing how to communicate with people. A really yeah. really great new idea. Uh, your thoughts? Yeah, you know, every leader is different, but you know, the one thing that I realized with becoming more of who I was becoming too is um, I have you know I I chose to be vulnerable. I chose to. Mm think of vulnerability as being a strength and uh, being authentic was the only thing that I realized was the only way to go because let's face it if you're not authentic with what you're trying to inspire or instill in the troops or your teammates then um, you know people get that right so I you know I knew that you know a certain amount of people uh, you know would take more time but there was also the ones that quite frankly might come up and say hey this just isn't for me and and that's fine also because if it's right. not for them, then you know that's also making sure that we're understanding that the people that we do have a part of the ecosystem are you know bound by the same values and and mantra and you get you know that's where you get your cohesiveness. But 
right. we really only had a few that um, had to maybe where we parted ways. One was an interesting story, actually. He came up to me, a very valued employee and right. teammate, and he said, you know what, John, I can't say that I'm in. And I, mm-hmm. and I said, okay, okay, that's, let's talk about that. He said, well, no, don't get me wrong. I love what's going on here. It's just I can't say that I'm in because I've been putting off traveling Europe for a very long time in my life, and now this mantra wow. that you guys have created has inspired me to make sure that I'm going to commit to that before I commit to you. Brilliant. How powerful is that? Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, I mean, and, yeah, you know, has a clear yeah. mind, right? <laughs> right. And yeah. you know, you know, you know, what we did is we just made sure we also talked and listened and yeah. found out what was important to everyone, right? So it wasn't that's just fantastic. about a rah rah. It's what's important to the people that aren't aren't into the rah rah. What's what's right. it going to make it feel different for you at Fibernetics, right? Because everyone's yeah. different. And uh, we've really, really tried hard to listen um, to everyone so that we can bring forth those kind of changes. And, you know, I've made some big changes at the business, too. You know, we've created uh, a much broader leadership team that's more representative of the business. I changed the role of, what's go- of human resources. I don't even call it that anymore. I've never liked that term. <laughs> yeah. um, it's, it's called head of culture now. There you and, go. And, that's a great yeah, start. And, Right, and I even yeah. placed uh, the uh, head of culture on the leadership team to better represent our priorities as an organization. Wow, wow! Now you've obviously seen some tangible change. I'm thinking, and if you have, like, how has it manifested itself? Yeah. Um, okay. So first off, our language as a group have just completely changed. Um, okay. We we speak our core values. Um, you know, happiness, but that's just one core value. There's the other set of core right. values too, innovation and accountability and, um, you know, just do it and find a solution. You know, we, we, our language has changed as an organization. Um, I can say some of these stats. How about this? Um, HR, when it was HR, um, right. the complaints and concerns to that group is down over 70% Wow! inside of a year. Um, where we were growing just a shave over 10%, we finished the year with growth over 50%. We've set six months in a row record sales across our organization. Our co- customer contact center has the highest first call resolutions of our, for our customers in the history of our contact center. Our attrition is at an all-time low. And we are acquiring talent like we've never acquired before. We have stacks and stacks of people wishing to work and be a part of our movement and our company. And we've had one senior leader leave, and the only reason why that person left was with the story I told you earlier. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and more, maybe even more important, all of that is the wellness that we've embraced. We as a group have literally lost hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pounds. Um, We've embraced becoming more well. We've embraced uh, physical fitness. But also, it's not just physical fitness with us. It's also about mind and spirit. So, for instance, I don't believe in people working overtime. If you have to, okay, fine. But we're going to control that because I believe that if you work too much overtime, you become fatigued. And if you're fatigued, right. you make poor decisions. Right. Um, we embrace mindfulness. We embrace 
um, ancient wisdoms to be able to teach us how to become better in our lives and also at Fibernetics. Yeah. Well, I would imagine you've got a group of employees who are probably more introspective now about the way that they even think about their own lives, never mind uh, the working environment they're in. Uh, a great uh, insight there, great uh, point. I really feel confident in answering that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, the things that we are doing collectively now, the changes that I have seen in individuals but also groups um, have been incredibly inspiring. Um, I'll give you an example of something that happened that just, you know, it, obviously mm-hmm. as, a, as a leader or as just a human being, you know, makes you feel so good. I remember being in a meeting and uh, I had recently emailed, I email um, the company every morning and I do so with uh, what I hope to be inspiring thoughts of the day and okay. also, just in, also just insights. And I remember uh, feeling that I, you know, I think it was maybe in February and um, there's a few days where everyone gets the bit, maybe the winter blues or whatnot, but sure, I, just wasn't, absolutely. I just wasn't feeling myself, right? Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I remember people asking me, hey, John, you know, like, you know, what's up? How are you? And stuff like that. And I remember thinking, geez, you know, there's, there seems to be a lot of pressure on, that I'm putting on myself to always feel and have the appearance that everything's good. Why do I have to do that? I'm, I'm just a human mm-hmm. being, you know. So I decided right. to email everyone in the whole company and let them know that, yeah, I'm not feeling that well. I'm not pr- quite understanding why. Don't worry about it. I'm all good. But the response from that was amazing. I got a bunch of emails saying, hey, John, you realize this just isn't all on you. The pressures of the business and the things that we're looking to do, we share that with you. And I was in a meeting uh, that day in the boardroom, and I came out of it, went in my office. And one by one, while I was in that meeting over the course of an hour, uh, employees lined up at my office with sticky notes and then plastered them all over my wall and my computer and my desk with encouraging remarks about how how much they love the company and what we're doing. Oh, that's brilliant. Wow. That's loud. (laughs) Yeah, they called that a smile bomb. So, I mean... Wow. Seeing these changes within the system, um, within how we interact, with, within how we have empathy for one another, and not just within our head office, but we have multiple locations. We have a 65-seat call center in the Dominican Republic, and, and that was, you know, those were issues in the past, was understanding each other from not only a company culture perspective, but different cultures fundamentally. Correct. And, uh, you know, Silos came crumbling down, and empathy has increased, and co- you know cohesiveness has increased mm-hmm. incredibly well. Right. Wow. Yeah, profound changes. Incredible. Now, you know the the audience listening. I mean, they're they're all looking for that, uh, you know, that uh, hope and a prayer kind of thing. I mean, you obviously got a more than I can guess more than one. Uh, important lesson that you learned through that experience, and I'm sure others are kind of thinking, what is the one thing that I could probably do to improve my own business culture? I mean, what what could you offer the audience at this point? I mean, I'm not suggesting that you give them a list of ten, but is there something that that they could start with? You know, uh, that you think uh, give them the most impact? I think uh, that's tough. To pick or de- pick to just one, but I think I can. Yeah. Na- I think I can navigate that. Okay. Um, you know, business is 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 a difficult venture, but what an incredible journey, right? Um, 
And I don't, fundamentally, I don't know where terms like this, and I will get back to where I'm going with this, but okay. I don't know where terms like, don't take it personal, it's business, became acceptable. Mm. I don't know where it became acceptable to say those kind of things to people. Yeah. And I don't know where it became acceptable for us to all of a sudden just start thinking that everyone that works for our company is a number or a yeah. file in HR. If we, no matter what innovation we can possibly come up with on our own, if we can't have the troops to package it, market it, make sure margins are maintained, explore mm-hmm. ways to creatively design and get it out into the marketplace and sell it and support it, it doesn't matter how good the innovation is. It's going to fail inevitably. Right. So what I would suggest is embrace the very fabric of what the business is. What does it mean to be a leader or what does it mean to be employed at the business that you're at? I don't even like to say the word culture anymore. It's really unleashing the very fabric of the business's Mm -hmm. personality. Culture has become a bit of a buzzword. It's really getting down to you, A, as a leader, being that authentic leader that really does care about their people and look to inspire them and listen and then share your vision and bring them together. Yes. If you can start there, if you can start there, so much change will occur naturally. But you have to start with where I, with what I suggested. I really yeah. feel that it starts with your heart. Yeah, well, I liked I liked the way that uh, you know you opened up. You know, uh, everybody got in a room. Uh, let's work it out. You know, and uh, yeah, before right. you take it to the troops, yeah, right. Like, yeah. Get in a room, work it out, be authentic, yeah. um, speak from the heart, and then share your dreams like you did. Maybe at different times previous, where you just sort of like we did, lost our way a bit. Yeah. Now you seem to be you seem to be now on on you you've spoken to a number of different groups uh, across the country so it seems and I mean obviously you're you're proud to share this I mean but yeah. I think there's something below there I think there's something below the surface yeah I, I think you're there's True. something really important to you as to why you want to share it would you care to discuss that Yeah you know Thanks. That's a that's a great question too. I I would say that first off, I I am enjoying speaking. I was certainly quite nervous when I started, <laughs> um, but we have to conquer our fears, right? Um, yeah. And I'm really enjoying it now. In fact, I have one coming up on Thursday at it's called Spark the Change at the Ontario Science Center in Toronto. I'm looking forward to that. Excellent. I I, I would say this. I don't accept um, any money really for public speaking at all. And in fact, if if there is money to be had, I, I donate it. I am doing it for a different reason, uh, which you alluded to. I feel that as leaders, we have a responsibility. And if I can possibly communicate to leaders, any leaders that are sitting on the fence, thinking about possibly really getting back to investing in and empowering um, their employees and teammates, don't think about it. Do it. And yeah. For those leaders that are, you know, unfortunately that possibly don't care about their teammates and employees, I hate to frame it this way, but do it anyway because it right. impacts your bottom line in a very positive way. Right. 
right. right? So basically, what I'm what I'm you know public speaking about is it works. It really truly works. And let's get back to some of the you know fundamentals about uh, you know geez, we concentrate so much on you know marketing, sales, and finance, and right. um, you know possibly in, uh, investor relations, IR, but we don't really think about empowering our people. Yeah. And that's what drives our business. So I'm very interested in sharing our story, and if people can become inspired or learn or be incented to take that first step in changing, um, then it's completely worth my time, and I'm more than passionate to do it because a chain reaction occurs, not only in yourself um, as a leader, but also within everyone in your ecosystem and business. Right. Well, you seem to have uh, definitely cracked the code on something here, but I'm thinking there's probably uh, members of the audience thinking this too. There's likely times where something might get in the way of progression. How are you, how are you going about preventing any fallback to the position you were in? I mean, I... Yeah, I mean, tell us tell yeah, us more that, about that maintenance program because I I know you don't go to a seminar and get it and go out and change the world. You know, you the, you need more than that. Yeah, that's the, you know that's another great question. I when you look at ma- affecting change like this, you have to do it in steps and stages, right? Like we you brought up earlier, what about the people that you know nece- not necessarily were early adopters or were you know taking their time to really see if it was truly something that we were going to stick to. Right. You know, I, I think I think you really just have to be patient, take your time, and realize that this isn't a promotion. This isn't, you know, culture or changing your culture isn't going out and buying a ping pong table and expecting everyone to all of a sudden be happy. This is something that's a process, and you're going to have to be patient with it. But why would you stop, and why wouldn't you want to keep doing this? Because the effects are so profound on your business. Right. Interestingly, um, you're actually not even talking about your business. Your 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 business is that you know. I'm getting. I get this feeling. You know that you're dealing with you're dealing with this community of people that you've you know you've chosen to to get together with to drive to drive a business. But you're not talking about the business. You're talking about doing things together and empowering each other, not just. You know, not, not it's not a one-way street, and that the business becomes almost like an afterthought, as it were. But it, but it's a good one. You're getting a good result from it. Are you? Uh, yeah, you got it. You know, we yeah. we changed uh, town halls to company huddles. We call them. Right. And at the company huddle, uh, we basically talk. We used to talk about EBITDA, and we used to talk about you yeah. know net revenue and divisions sure. and all that you know now at the company huddles what we talk about is top line revenue and our goals but we realize that if we take care of everything else that we need to take care of as a group revenue mm. will be one of the results that we can expect right right you're you're absolutely right it's after a while it becomes what to further answer your first question and to comment on, on uh, further comment on what you just said, we are in an ingraining um, um, uh, ingraining stage right now. So you have the opening stage where you know you you realign and you and you sort of get everyone inspired and you hope to and you storytell and you get everyone excited. You find out who's on board and then right. you need to 
you need to be patient enough to realize that you have to ingrain this in because it's not just as easy as saying this is how we behave or this is the, these are the core value set that we have as an organization. People will say to you, okay, well, that's great, but what do you expect from me? How do I, how do I deal with these certain situations? Do I reference the value system within that? within this type of situation, and, and how do we communicate together when, for instance, there's conflict? So it takes time to ingrain the value system and the company purpose and how we behave as an ecosystem over time through actual real examples, right? So you become mm-hmm. a mentor, you become a mentor, you become a leader, you, you guide, you emphasize the positives, yeah. I can't emphasize that more enough. You emphasize yeah. the positives, no, how, no matter how little they are. And you work through the negatives. And you know what? You don't, don't be afraid as a leader or, and teach your troops not be afraid of conflict. You know, um, embrace conflict. Figure out what that conflict is and deal with it directly and deal with it within balance of your, your core value set to get resolution. Yeah. I'm a huge proponent of offering uh, thought leadership to whoever will listen to it, quite frankly. You know, it's a, and it's really, in a, I found it's a, really a way of illuminating what lies below the surface of me as an individual. And I'm, and the more I'm listening to you, I can, I can tell there's some serious underpinnings in John Sticks here. There's, there's more than a president of a company, uh, lurking here. Whoa. What has that? What what has that uh, done for you? And what what has it made you as a as a person? What do you what do you, what kind of change have you seen in yourself? Yeah, uh, hugely profound changes. Um, you know what used to be important to me. Certain things that used to be important to me aren't anymore. Um, it's yeah, it's much more than a business. It's much more than shareholder value. Um, I seldom think about that, to be honest with you. Um, it's about, it's, I really truly believe that it's about people and affecting change in our community. Um, you know, Jody, my business partner, I mentioned earlier, you know, yeah. we're, we're lucky. We share each, you know, common goals with one another. And, you know, we have big lofty dreams with this business by, and I didn't touch on that earlier. Um, we are not even close to being done. Uh, we have a tremendous innovations that are occurring, um, Coming out of culture, I should say, we actually created something called the Seedling Project. So if you are one of our teammates and you've always thought about being an entrepreneur or had a great idea that you thought would be a business, but like many are, you know, uh, you know, have a family to support, you need that income coming in and pretty hard to start your business with that, come to us. And if you think that, if we think that it's a great idea with you, we will put money around it and resources and nurture it and you will own a very large uh, percentage of that business. And we actually started that in a small office in our existing building in our head office. We recently purchased a 25,000-square-foot building to house it because now we have eight uh, ventures and seedlings uh, that are blossoming amazingly well. Wow. That's yeah, brilliant. You know, there, very, there's, another si- there's another side thought I had to that, John, and that is there's always the chance that somebody that's thinking of a new entity or a new vision or a new idea they may leave you and take that mind share someplace else that's right i mean think think about what you'd i think you've just started not all, i think in a roundabout way you've kind of just stepped in the way of that too and and you're keeping the quality of uh 
of the people people. in your own organization. That's fantastic. Yep, and allowing them to be more of their true self, right? Um, That's another thing that we're big on. If you feel that you are not your true self and that you would rather be working and doing something different, but you just couldn't find the courage to approach your manager to change, yeah. Um, we've we've really tried to inspire a safe environment where people can come forth and say that, so that you can be your true self. Because again, we believe that if you are doing something that you love, then you're passionate about it, and that leads yeah. to results. And the Seedling Initiative is an incredible success story. Um, we are very proud of that. That's really something that my business partner Jody headed up. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we you know we're very excited about that, but. Going back to my original point, we are far from from done. Um, you know, we are 270 strong. We are growing very rapidly. Safe to say, we're going to grow another 50% this year or more. Um, and we have lofty aspirations. And I will tell you this: um, the 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 reinvigorated um, environment that we have, um, and the shared vision and dreams make this so much more profound to us all as individuals. So you asked how have I changed. I've completely changed as a person. I've changed as a leader. Things that used to be important to me aren't anymore. And it's really getting back to um, what's important to one's life. And I'm certainly um, uh, feeling pretty blessed because uh, right now I'm able to focus on something that I absolutely love to do, which is focus on the people of Fibernetics. Now, are you taking it to another level? Because, I mean, I've I've been following you now on Twitter and Google Plus and LinkedIn for a little while now. And I I see you, and I've mentioned before that you were a guest speaker at at numbers, you know, numerous events across the country. Do you you see that as being a, a significant role for you as, say, perhaps an evangelist of cultural business uh, changes and things like that? I mean, what do you think you know, in it for you? Yeah, you know what? Um, I love what I'm doing now, and, you know, we only have so much time, right? Yeah, <laughs> but, um, that's true. But you, 100%. I, um, I love this. Uh, I have a lot of theories that I'd like to expand upon, um, certainly on the um, uh, ancient wisdom and spiritual side of the business too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, 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 you know, getting out there and talking about and, like you said, evangelizing um, workplace culture, why it's important. Um, it's something that I'm passionate about. I really enjoy it, and it's certainly something that I'm going to continue to do, and probably more and more. And over time, I could see myself doing it um, full time eventually. Yes. Yeah. Well, and, and the thing is, you you went out and searched for it. It didn't like just come to you in a dream, right? I mean, so the reality right. is, you're 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 in a position now where you can make that wisdom and that and that mindset more available. So, I almost sense that you found a bit of a new purpose for yourself and. And that's a very meaningful thing, actually, because it's something I, I, uh, that resonates really, really well with me, is that if you do things for the, with the right purpose, you're generally doing something that is meaningful, not just to yourself, but to everyone else that's affected you know, by you. Yeah, I like to, it's really good. I like to kind of say it's like a chain reaction. It's almost a ripple effect, right? Right, um, right. You know, once you, once you, you know, kind of dive into feeling your passion again, um, you know what it's like, and for those of you that are listening, um, 
you know, you just dive in so hard because you're, you feel like you're, so, you're like a sponge. You just want to absorb everything you can. And right. then all of a sudden these theories start popping into your mind and you start expanding on everything because you're so passionate about it. And I, I you know, I, I, I totally recall um, being incredibly passionate about marketing and promotions for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. But to be quite honest with you, I seldom ever think about it anymore. <laughs> Right. right. Um, so I think I'm on the right path, if that's the yeah. case. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I I think you are too, and uh, I I think uh, you're uh, an exemplary individual. You know, the fact that you've actually stepped up, and um, I like you said in the beginning, made yourself vulnerable because that's when that's when people see you for what you are, and they realize, you know. Uh, there's more than just the belief in this. You know, there's there's something deeper seated in this, and and I think that if you can transpose that feeling and 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 that that kind of effervescence, obviously that's coming from you, because I can I can hear it in your voice. Never mind anything else. You know, to somebody else. I mean, you've done more than you've you've done more than your day's work. You know, when even when they even when you turn one head, I would think. Yeah, and even you know, even in that moment where you see just one of your teammates just uh, arbitrarily come up, come up to you out of the blue and say, right. "Hey, you know what? Um, this place has inspired me to do X, and X happens to be as as simple as exploring, um, you know, a book on something that they've been passionate about, or learning more about themselves, or right. investing more time into themselves." Um, you know, I, I I have so many of those types of stories, but. Um, you know, it's it's hard to it's hard to to know where to begin. But we've seen that kind of stuff occurring throughout the entire business, and right. um, it's truly inspiring because people are feeling so re-energized, not about just the business, but w- who they are and how they represent within the business itself. Right. Right. Um, right. You know how they get along with their teammates. What does that mean to them? Um, where they want to go uh, with their own lives? Because here's the thing with fibernetics: it's not just about um, you know, being at work. It's about, we don't believe that you have to go home to be happy. You can bring happiness home. You can right. bring fulfillment home. And then if you do that, then obviously that's going to have a positive impact on the home environment. Home environment. So many people have to go, you know, get in their cars and, and feel like they just were put through the ringer all day. And then when they go right. home, they're too tired and stressed out and thinking, hey, you know, I'm married to a paycheck. I'm certainly not liking what I do. Right. Oh, listen, and, I, I, I see it. Everybody's, I think everybody's gone through that one time or another. They've had such a miserable day at work, and they come home, and, uh, you know, uh, your wife who's, uh, you know, been waiting for you for the last eight hours, you know, and, and your kids, and uh, and what do they see? Mm, right? Nothing. Right. Uh, you know, right. a, a grimace at the door, and you probably never, you know, maybe you don't even speak to them. Uh, I would think that coming home from uh, working at Fibernetics, you've probably instilled some uh, new life into some uh, into some marriages and some families, let alone re- uh, the work. We really hope so. And, and don't get me wrong. Obviously, hey, it, you know we work hard, but we yeah. we work hard um, for all. The, I think for all the right reasons. Right. And um, you know that would be wonderful if we were able to do that. And I think, from what I've heard from a few individuals, in a ways that definitely has occurred. Yeah. Um, and you know, you know, as a leader, how, you know, when you, when you start to recant everything that uh, that I've said, as far as 
you know, the increased profits and the growth that we're going through and the innovations that are occurring and the silos have crumbled down and the cohesiveness and, you know, what I call over-communication. We are communicating much better again. And then you right. start to think about the the individual improvements of people becoming more healthy and expanding in their awareness and uh, possibly taking that home. How can't you not want to do that? Right. It, doesn't, right. it, it just doesn't make sense to me not to. But, yeah. You know, I'm just uh, I'm just one guy, right? So yeah. everyone has their opinion. <laughs> well, you you seem to have built a really nice ecosystem around you of the same kinds of things. I mean, if it wasn't for you, I probably wouldn't have bumped into uh, is it Jim Moss at Plasticity, right? Oh yeah, and fantastic. I'm thinking when yeah. I read his story, when I yeah. like mine was not important after reading right. his, right? Yeah, he's and, uh, he's an incredible individual, and and I I would imagine. That that story probably just uh, put a, a huge spotlight on your on your own undertaking, I would think. Yeah, you know, like uh, Jim's story. Certainly, I can't take any credit for uh, you know what he did in his personal yeah. journey. I met him after that, and we certainly are quite aligned with each other. Um, he's a great guy, and I encourage anyone to get to know the company Plasticity. Um, I describe it as um, basically as Salesforce is to operations, plasticity is to workplace culture. It's kind of where culture lives. Interesting. Um, it's a very, very, very uh, interesting company called Plasticity Labs, and it's headed up by uh, Jim and Jen Moss, a married couple. And you're absolutely right. Jim's story is, is very, very, very inspiring. Um, I encourage anyone to um, find as much as you can about that story just from a just from a, a life-inspiring type of story, whether you want to inquire about plasticity or not. Yeah, yeah. Okay, John, listen, uh, quite frankly, on this topic, I could probably sit around and talk with you all night. Uh, and I, <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, there's so many, there's so many, um, uh, you know, kind of channels to go through, right? Like sure. when I asked when I asked you about one thing for for the audience, I mean, it, I know how hard that was for you to choose, but yeah. I think the idea of starting somewhere was probably a really great idea. Like, you know, starting somewhere, getting in the room. So I appreciate that that uh, you addressed it, and navigated that really, really well. Uh, for the audience, where can they get a hold of you? Uh, where can they talk to you? How can they? Uh, perhaps give all your uh, give all your uh, contact information out on, on top of this before we say goodbye. Yeah, sure. I mean, um, I encourage everyone to, uh, if you wish, we have a lot of uh, information on our corporate website, so fiberdx.ca. Um, again, fiberdx.ca, and uh, look at our culture page. And if you want to, you know, see some of the things that's occurred with us, uh, we have a lot of content up there. Hopefully, that can help you with your journey. Um, as far as public speaking or anything in terms of myself, um, I have my own website at uh, johnsticks.ca, but also um, I can be followed on Twitter at uh, john underscore sticks. So, um, yeah, I, I look to help wherever I can. I mentor as many young entrepreneurs as I can, and I volunteer at Communitech quite a lot for startup weekends. Um, so I'm always, uh, I'm always willing and, and able and hoping to help. Um, so I encourage you to reach out. John, thank you very much for your time, and uh, look forward to uh, catching up with you soon. Take care. Yeah, th thank you very much for the time. All and the I best. Enjoyed myself. All right, cheers. All right, Pleasure. Bye-bye.